peace, peace to the far and near, says the Lord, and I will heal them. I imagine the old priest Zechariah reading those words from the scroll of Isaiah, this promise of peace and healing for his people, for the nation Israel, and for his family. Yet Zechariah lived in the first century, a subjugated peasant under Roman rule. There was no peace in his time or in his life. Luke's gospel tells us that he and his wife Elizabeth had no children, and this was something they had desperately prayed for and wanted. There was no remedy, no healing for such a disappointment. Yet Zechariah knew the promise of Isaiah. He longed for the promise of Isaiah. Peace, peace to the far and near, says the Lord, and I will heal them. This morning as we begin the second week of Advent and we move to light the second candle of our Advent wreath, the peace candle, I invite you to walk with me into Zechariah's story in the first chapter of Luke's gospel. And I invite you to bring with you your deepest longings, because what you long for matters, and your longings just might determine your ability to hear the good news of this holy season, the good news that light is more powerful than darkness, that the good is winning over evil, that life is stronger than death, that real peace, real healing are on their way. Now, this powerful good news can be hard to hear when the noise of our fears, when the boom of the world's hatred and injustice, when the clanging of our anxiety rings loud and clear. And that is exactly what happened to Zechariah. As we approach Zechariah's story of peace, will you pray with me? Gracious God, open our ears and hearts once again to hear this story, this ancient story of the coming of your peace into our lives and into our world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So Luke's gospel tells us that Zechariah was a good man, a righteous man. He was minding his own business. He was attending to his duties in the temple of God. And he was doing so in a dark time. In the days of King Herod, it was a time of wickedness and oppression. And he was doing it with his own personal disappointments about his family. So he went to the temple to do his duty, his longings overshadowed by the harsh reality of his advancing age and the cruel reign of the Roman Empire. That's when it happened, according to Luke's gospel. That's when Zechariah's story of peace really began. Luke writes, Then there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing at the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was terrified, and fear overwhelmed him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you will name him John. 
And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He must never drink wine or strong drink. Even before his birth, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. He will turn many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. This was Zechariah's moment. This was the moment to allow that ancient prophecy of peace and healing into his life and into his world. And what does he do? What does he say? Zechariah looks that angel in the eye and says, how can what you say be true? How can what you say be true? It's not that Zechariah lacks faith. It's just a little too much. Zechariah's longings and desires have become tempered. They've become measured. They're cooled by years of disappointment and decades of loss. Years of living in the evil world of Herod. Decades of watching the good of God lose out. The angel speaks of peace and a new way of life that's really outside of what Zechariah can believe to be possible. How can what you say be true, he says. And you can hardly blame him. And honestly, if I'm going to be real with you, I would have to tell you I can relate to Zechariah. Peace, peace to the far and near, says the Lord, and I will heal you. Really? Could it be true? As we enter some dark months of battling a worldwide pandemic, as we long for deaths and hospitalizations to decrease, for normal life to return, peace, peace to the far and near, says the Lord, and I will heal you. Really? Could it be true? As we experience these huge divisions in our country, divisions between nations and between people, as we long for people to agree on something, on solutions, on history, on facts, even on a definition of justice. Peace, peace to those far and near, says the Lord, and I will heal you. Really? Could it be true? as we experience rips in the fabric of important relationships, as we long for reconciliation instead of bitter walls of unforgiveness and hurt. Peace, God's peace and wholeness, real healing seems so far away even now, right? So maybe you can understand Zachariah's inability to receive the news that was spoken into his life all those years ago. Maybe you hear the promise of this holy season and you say the same thing, great and loving God, how can what you say be true? Hear what the angel said to Zechariah in response. The angel replied, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. I have been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. 
But now, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time, you will become mute, unable to speak, until the day these things occur. The angel leaves Zechariah speechless, waiting and watching for God's activity. He silently watches his wife Elizabeth overjoyed with the good news of a child. He silently watches his community fill with hope. And he silently watches the child be born. He can't bless or explain or rationalize or fill the air with talking points. He just witnesses God making good on God's promises. He waits and he learns of the peace and the healing that God can bring. And then eight days after John's birth, when Zechariah follows the angel's command and he names the child John, as soon as he does that, Zechariah's mouth is opened and he can speak again. And the first words out of his mouth are a song, a song of praise. He sings, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has looked favorably on his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a mighty Savior for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke through the mouth of his holy prophets from of old. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the forgiveness of their sins. By the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet in the way of peace. After months of silence, Zechariah can speak again of God's promise. In the child John, he sees not only his personal longings fulfilled, But he also sees something else, something much more important, much more lasting. He sees the ancient promise of God, the promise of a Savior, the promise of shalom or peace, everything being made right, the promise of healing for a broken world. One day, very close to Christmas, a young boy was running down the hall of the church after Sunday school, and he held in his hands a little ceramic tray. They'd been working on this tray for weeks. It was to be the Christmas present for his mother, and he's running down the crowded church hall, and of course, he tripped, and of course, it broke into pieces as it hit the floor. And that little boy sat there in the middle of that church hallway just sobbing, unconsolable. The good church people around him kept saying, oh, it'll be okay. It's just a little tray. You can get your mother something else. But the more they talked, the more he sobbed. Nothing helped. Finally, his mother did arrive on the scene. And quickly, she realized what had happened. So she knelt down beside this crestfallen, distraught little child with his broken gift, and she hugged him tight, and she said, well now, I think this is fixable. Let's pick up the pieces and take it all home. We'll put it back together and see what we can make of it. 
Then the little boy smiled and hugged his mom, and he was able to move on. This, my friends, is the beautiful message of the peace candle on our Advent wreath. Because our world is broken into many fragments, our lives, our hearts are broken as well. But in our Savior Jesus Christ, whose advent, whose coming we celebrate, our God stoops down beside us. God hugs us. And God says, well now, this is fixable. Let me help you pick up the pieces. We'll put it back together and see what we can make of it. As you light your wreath this week, as you remember Jesus, the Prince of Peace, take a moment, like Zechariah, to be silent, to be still, to stand in awe, Because this second candle of our wreath, the peace candle, it's a dramatic reminder that Christ came into this world to redeem us and to bring peace to our troubled souls. If in faith we accept it, Christmas has a great gift for us, the gift of peace, a gift we need now in this moment more than ever. Friends, God always brings us more than we're prepared for. And God's plans are always outside of our imaginings. And the good news of the gospel always asks us to suspend our cynicism, our experiences, our perspective, and to take a leap of faith. That's what Zechariah was asked to do. And he had to be quiet for a while to allow God's plan to unfold, to allow God's new thing to be born and to come to pass. And friends, that's our task this Advent as well. In perhaps the most difficult and anxious and confusing Advents I have ever experienced I believe we're called beyond the noise and the talking points to be still, to be silent, to allow for peace, real peace, God-sized peace to be born in us and in our world and to settle for nothing less. I want you to remember that when Zechariah sang his song, he knew little of the Savior Jesus to be born. But he let his longings and he let God's promise lead the way. I suggest that we do the same. Because we know little of what the rest of this Advent season or Christmas season holds. But let us be led by our longings for peace and God's promise of healing and mercy. Zechariah's song ends, by the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide our feet in the way of peace. May this be our Advent prayer. Amen.